all-new Radio Free Tote Bag. Fiancés, sex drives, fetishes, and butt stuff. I'm Donovan. I'm Arthur. And that was a short list of some of the topics we'll be covering today. We have some uh, some interesting questions out here for you. As always, it's a show about relationship. So these are going to be uh, relationship-related. <laughs> it is a show about relationship. Oh, I forgot the S, didn't It was I? good. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. We'll just, we'll just do a whole podcast from this point on onward on one relationship. Sure. Did we find someone out there who wants to be chosen? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we just update you on, on what's going on in their relationship over the course of weeks. I like the first couple episodes would be fun and romantic. Then you get, like, two years into it. You're like, this week, like, uh, uh, James and, and Carolyn... Uh, watched Netflix together, but Carolyn's sick of his choices and shows, and so she went in the other room and watched something else. <laughs> James is concerned that this move is out of resentment for him leaving his laundry out. <laughs> but really, she's just sick of watching Riverdale. <laughs> uh, it's good. I like it. It, it will be the... Um, what was the name of that movie where they just filmed for 17 years as this person grew up? Oh, boyhood. Uh, boyhood. It'll be the boyhood of podcasts, but it'll be relationhood. There we go. Yeah. Listen to the beginning for good times. Then like a hundred episodes of, eh, and then a couple episodes of fiery drama. Sure. As the relationship devolves into, uh, into breakup hell we expect them to evolve into breakup hell typically don't we yeah we well judging by the questions we go through typically typically we do that's fair arthur you're as no longer the dry spell arthur after after uh last week you are now you're now wet arthur (laughs) soggy (laughs) arthur uh sopping of a dry spell a sopping sopping all right there we go when it rains it pours spell (laughs) <laughs> it sure does and the, the the raindrops are made out of bodily fluids hey and uh <laughs> speaking of speaking of bodily fluids uh-huh. arthur yeah. speaking of that i got my first question here fiance is getting a little too into gaming <laughs> ages 24m and 21f relationship length Three years, almost four. I have a problem, I think. You know what? I don't even know if this is a problem. Well, here's the story. My M24 fiance, F21, is not a gamer, but I am a hardcore gamer. She isn't really into the shooting type or RPG types. She just likes the social interaction. Me, I am quiet, keep to myself, not very social. We're complete opposites on that. Anyways, I have been trying for years to get her into gaming. No success. Just haven't found her game, and I I found it. It's VR chat on Steam. I introduced her to it after I checked it out and showed her the ropes. At first, she wasn't that into it. A few weeks later, she tried it again and made a friend. Since this game is 98% social interaction, she quickly got into it. It's been two days. She's already played for close to 24 hours. 
the first night she played until six in the morning. I think like since I got off work or even before that from 5 p.m. until 6 a.m. You know what? I had done that plenty of times. No problems, really. She started adding her friends she made on Snapchat. And I'm not the jealous type. I trust her. I have no reason to believe this is going to erupt into an issue. But last night, she is sitting in my office on my desktop playing while I'm in the bedroom playing Xbox. I heard a moaning noise. I listened closer. Yep, moaning. At first, I thought nothing of it. But then I heard, yeah, you like when I say I rub my tongue on the tip of your cock? I immediately get up walk into the office, and inform her of the situation I was dealing with on on PayPal. What? Where the fuck did that come from? Weird. Okay, she, she didn't jump up like she was doing anything wrong. Just thoroughly chill, said, okay, thanks, without even turning around. I go back to the bedroom, brushing it off as a joke. But then I hear something else. Kiss me. Want to have sex? Now I am starting to get a little annoyed. But it's a game. Virtual. Not real. She's just messing around. Who cares? I think she might be addicted. I've never seen her like this before. This is a side of her I've never seen in the almost four years of being together. I don't know how I should feel or what I should do. A part of me says, Dude, go tell her to stop! Another says it's just a phase, a new thing. It'll get old pretty quickly and she will be done which is her current track record with games. Advice? Question mark. TLDR 21F fiance, who is not a gamer, is having virtual sex and relationships with guys online and adding them on Snapchat and is not hiding it from me in any way. Please help. And that was posted by Throwaway Bob. One, two, three, four, three. Uh, this, uh, this answer is going to include spoilers for the most recent season of Black Mirror, because that's what's happening. We're just dealing with technology, interacting with, uh, interpersonal relationships in an interesting and new way. and something we're going to have to learn how to navigate. Uh, yes. Yeah. But she, b- she before, can go, before, she can go, oh, sure. Before, before we get into this, I think we should explain what VR chat is mm. for people who do not know. Arthur, are you familiar? Yeah, that's where, if anyone's seen the Ugandan Knuckles meme. Oh, yeah. That was done in VR chat. So, you like, you can put on a custom avatar. You can run around like an asshole yelling shit is pretty much my experience of the game. Yeah, I guess th- there's, like, different settings you can go and you just hang out with other people as different avatars. You know, be it, like, an animu, uh, sexy anime girl. Mm-hmm. Or I think I saw him with like Winnie the Pooh, whatever you want. Yep. It, but like he's saying, it's like a, it's a social thing. Yeah. You know, you're walking around talking to people. It's not so much a, like a competitive game. Right. It's like AOL chat rooms, but you can look like whatever you want. And it happens like in real time with vocals, you know, like you're actually speaking to these people and they're actually speaking to you um, as opposed to typing. So she's really involved in this game which means like maybe she's just kind of starved for social interaction you know like we we can kind of mm-hmm. you know you get involved in a new community you kind of dive in head first and uh she found potentially the best part of this community instantly the part where you can like 
role play fucking, and that's pretty cool. Uh, but it, <laughs> I don't like the fact that she's not hiding any of it from you. The fact that she's not being weird about it uh, indicates to me that she doesn't believe it to be a big deal. And if you believe it's a big deal, then that's a boundary that has to come across in the relationship. And like I mentioned, spoilers in Black Mirror. Spoilers for the first episode of the most recent season of Black Mirror. Uh, maybe uh, you give her the VR headset uh, once a year on her birthday. Maybe she gets to go <laughs> have sex with randoms on the internet <laughs> once a year on her birthday. Once a year, she gets to go in as Peter Griffin uh-huh. and uh, find somebody dressed up as the Michelin Man and just fucking bang <laughs> one out in, Good in the virtual world. Good pull. Sonic the Hedgehog's getting overused in these weird internet <laughs> sex references. This this is true. I'm, I'm with you here. I don't think she thinks what she's doing uh, like is a problem. I think this crosses into territory we've discussed before. Which is like online sexual interaction. Yes, degrees of cheating. Yeah, there's porn, you know, not so much. And then there's like interacting with a cam girl or like sexting somebody. Yeah. I I think this falls into that range. I personally would say it falls towards the the sexting area because it's an actual person. Sure. You know, you you may be dressed up as characters or whatever in a game, but like you're still you're still having phone sex with, with somebody basically maybe a sure. little more than that. Cause you're in, in the virtual world. Mm. Um, but I can also, I can also see somebody playing a game and like, maybe you are just fucking around, you know, how fun is it to like jokey get, sex talk? Yeah. How fun is it to get nerds worked up saying, yeah, you like it when I say I lick the tip of your dick, huh? You like that? <laughs> right. So I, th- that's what I'm leaning, you know, yeah, like Arthur said, you didn't walk in there, you know, she wasn't scratching the record and she's like, oh my God, uh, uh, you know, I was just, I was sure. just role playing. I was right. just quoting, quoting from the movie Titanic. Um, <laughs> so Remember I, that part where Rose says that to Jack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack, you like when I say I rub my tongue on the tip of your cock? <laughs> Christ. Uh, paint me. Paint my face with your cum like one of your French girls. Paint me in virtual reality like one of your Lois Griffin hentai bimbo bimbozation <laughs> fetish <laughs> avatars. Uh, my favorite. There's a lot of there's a lot of words I just threw in there. I liked it. Okay. I think I think we're in agreement here that maybe this seems more like just kind of fucking around than, you know, actively trying to start something. Um, but there is, there is the Snapchat shit in there. So she's yeah. like talking to some of these people in person and, and, and showing, you know, what she looks like, you know, so there, there is potential. I could see developing some kind of romantic sort of thing. If you talk to somebody a lot uh, in an online game like this, the only thing you can really do is bring it up with her, ask her what was up with the sex talk and, and see what she says. Yeah. There you go. That's the move. It's always open and honest communication, always the best policy. And uh, she seems pretty open about this so far. You know, it doesn't seem like anything secretive has happened. Uh, I'm just concerned when one of these guys that she meets on VR chat uh, just happens to, you know, come into the city for a weekend right. and hits her up on right. Snapchat. What happens then? <laughs> yeah. 
And you got to nip that in the bud before it gets to that point. Yeah. So I, here's what I'm saying. You set up a second VR system mm -hmm. hidden somewhere in your house, right? Yes. Like down in the basement closet. Build a Cerebro. A Cerebro? That's the um, the machine that Professor X goes into to uh, examine the whole world using his psychic powers. Build a Cerebro uh, in the basement. Okay. I'll go, so go into the server that she's playing on. Right, and she's over there talking to somebody, uh, and then who comes strutting up? It's the it's the crimson crimson chin from Fairly Odd Parents <laughs> in VR with a with a three pound cock, and you walk up and you're like, "Hey, baby, I'm gonna kitchen you right right in the in the chussy," and then you guys uh, virtually bang one out. Basically, you just you steal your own girl from this internet dude who's stealing your your virtual girl you see okay. what i'm saying yeah i do see what you're saying i like it i like it a lot uh i was gonna go with johnny bravo myself we were both in the oh, cartoon much, network verse much better because <laughs> then you go up and do like a shitty elvis oh uh, hey mama <laughs> why don't you why don't you come on down and Put your tongue on the tip of my cock there. Oh. Does does Johnny Bravo fuck? Does he ever Absolutely ever show? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I can't he remember. He pulls. I but I mean like look at him, he pulls. You know he pulls. Look at him, he's he's ninety percent torso and, yeah. and chest, dude. Fuck leg day. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that show in so long. I don't remember if he was like pulling women or if he's just fucking goofing trying to go after him. Yeah, and, I think he might have been eating shit. I feel like that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He might have been actually a touch awkward around women. There we go. But he definitely gives go. off the vibe. And it's a lot of it is confidence. And I, you know, law of large numbers, Johnny Bravo fucks. <laughs> or Johnny Bravo doesn't fuck, but, but you should try to be. You should try to be confident anyway. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so we're uh, in. Whoa. You all right? Uh, man, I burped and a little piece of pizza flew Ooh. out and hit my, hit my pop filter. That was horrible. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a semi-vomit on cam or on mic right now. We've done it. We've. <laughs> that should have happened on uh, on the Halloween. That should have happened during the power hour. And in fact, almost did. <laughs> Yeah, but instead it happens this time when I had a couple slices of pizza and I'm a quarter through this beer. I was having danger burps that whole episode. This is the most dangerous burp I've ever had. It, it fired a fucking shot, dude. Shots fired from my uh, from my esophagus. Okay, okay. Talk to your talk to your fucking. Oh, it's his fiance too. Talk to your fucking oh, yeah. fiance and work this shit out. Okay. Yep. Total cerebro. Hey. Donovan, what's up? I lost my virginity, and now my sex drive has oh, gone nice. through the roof. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I recently lost my virginity. My sex drive has gone through the roof. For example, I lost it on Tuesday at 1 a.m., uh, and within 12 hours, I was back at my friend's with Benefits House for more. I literally want to have sex every day. I just want to know if this is a thing. Or is there something wrong posted by the key to money? Yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, I also want to have sex every day. 
fully, fully a thing, especially at the beginning. I've talked about before. Like when I lost my virginity, I, I had only masturbated like a couple of times before that, like uh-huh. literally two times. And I just didn't really, I just didn't really have any interest there. Right. But then it happens. And then you realize, holy shit, this is wonderful. You get to, you know, play with some, play with some titties and, and, and blow some uh, nut butter. You know, you want to do it all the time. It, it, it's overwhelming. And there's like the hormonal aspect and like instinctual aspect Especially if you're, you know, if you're younger, I assume this person is maybe like late teens, early twenties. That's just how, that's just how that goes. It's part of being that age. Uh, it's part of the initial sexual experience. You know, it's going to be on your mind a whole fucking lot. So no, there's nothing wrong. It's, yeah. it's pretty standard. Yeah. User Beave one says sex is like air. You don't realize how badly you need it until you're not getting it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah. the first time I breathed there. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yep. It was a breath of fresh air. I don't know. Cut that. Cut yeah. that out. <laughs> you know, I had only breathed like two times before I breathed air for the first time. And then really? I had to breathe it all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's, where, that? that's where we fucked up. We should have just never breathed air, and then we wouldn't have to breathe air. Bingo, dude. Life hack right there. Fucking love it. <laughs> Uh, so it sounds like your first time was pretty good, right? Because if you had like a real shitty first time, maybe you wouldn't be so enthusiastic to go back to the well. So that's good. I'm excited for you. That that is a good sign. the The only caveat here, let's say it's a, it's a friends with benefit in this situation. A friend with benefits in this situation. Um, I was gonna say like especially if you're younger and this is a first relationship. Like I remember finding introducing sex to the mix made me feel things like way more intensely and get like a little too attached and it became emotionally overwhelming. So that's, that's like the one thing I think if you want to watch out for, because especially like the first person you deal with and experiencing it for the first time, you know, you have nothing to compare it to. And so I, I think part of me at the time was like, oh, my God, nobody else could like ever possibly make me feel like this. This yeah. is the only person I need to latch onto her like a spider monkey, which which is not the case. So just nope. have have a little awareness, you know, about it. I realize that, like, yes, yeah, sex is good. This person is good. But this this doesn't have to be the only person you ever have sex with. And if it doesn't work out or they lose interest, that's that's OK. It's OK. There's more. There's more humans out there. There's what? At last count, almost 8 billion more. It's too many humans. That's too many fucking humans, man. But uh, that just means that uh, somebody else out there is going to make you feel as good, maybe even better. And uh, no need to worry. So enjoy the sex that you're having now. And if it uh, dries up, well, we've got a success story that you can point to. It does there come you back. Go. You can have sex again. It happens. And you got some experience, et cetera. But always remember, even when you're alone, dude, you're in a relationship with 8 billion other people on this polycule we call Earth. Am I right? <laughs> it's true. Never forget that. It's true. I'm going to write a mm-hmm. fiction short story called Polycule Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, speaking of polycule earth, it's the question box. Asking all them questions. 
Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Yeah. 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 It's the fucking question box. And I uh, say, hey, speaking of polycule earth, uh, on account of we got a comment this week. And it's a little, it's a little sex related, a bit and, racy, uh, a, a bit racy indeed. I, I'm just gonna read it. For the record, you have at least one listener who uses her Hitachi while she listens to this podcast. Whew. Our email is radiofreetopic at gmail dot com. Please, you know, just hit us up and let us know what's going on with all that. <laughs> I'm gonna need some more details. <laughs> Yeah, come come uh, guest on the show. Bring the bring the Hitachi. Bring the wand. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the comment. Uh, I'm gonna be thinking about that all fucking week. <laughs> I I do want to know context on this though. Is it just on you know in the background? I mean? Like maybe she, you know, so she's listening to the podcast. Maybe she's playing solitaire on the PC. She's getting a little bored. And she kind of like half forgets to turn it off. And then she starts, uh, I don't know, buzzing the bean. Uh, or is it like intentional? Is she like, I'm going to light some candles, put on Radio Free Tote Bag and listen to these two assholes belch into the mic for fucking an hour. <laughs> while, I, while I use power tools on my vagine. As soon as hanging on comes in, dude, boom, it's on. <laughs> podcast fetish what about that Ooh, podcast fetishism i like that well, i have that's it what it is that's me yeah my my sexual fantasy uh involves three guys sitting around a microphone you know just talking about talking about life and uh you know they're pretty funny when they're together so they're, they're gonna do it on a microphone that's my fetish I, right over my head which guys because there's two of us now, uh, I was making, I was making it, you know, kind of the generic podcast formula of like yeah, three white three, dudes and there's a microphone and that's sure, like, sure. we're just talking about our day and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I hear. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we went back for that. <laughs> no, nah, that didn't, nah, not worth it. Okay. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to cry a little bit. What do we have next? Well, I got a I got a question for you here, and it's it's pretty serious, pretty grave, and it takes us to the paraphilia pantry. Yeah, yeah, here we are again. Welcome back, folks. Strap in; it's about to get super real. Should I tell my boyfriend about my fetish? This seemed like a good place to ask this question. Apologies if there's a more appropriate subreddit. I guess this is a moral slash ethical quandary, but I have a fetish that I have not told my boyfriend about. I'd rather not say what it is unless that would be helpful here, but it is something I've never engaged with in with another person, uh, but regularly watch videos slash porn of and masturbate to. We have a very healthy sex life, and I very much enjoy having sex with him, but I only orgasm when watching videos that pertain to my fetish. I guess that's what makes it a fetish, and not a preference. Lol. This is not something that I would ever want to engage in with uh engage in with him, nor would it really be possible. I guess my problem is, am I lying to him by not telling him? And that was posted by Fetish Throwaway 1111. 
Do you want to know what it is? Because there's an edit. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I do. I do definitely want to know. I don't, get, I don't get these posts where these people are like, should I tell my boyfriend about my fetish? I'm not going to tell you what it is. Because, like, it very much depends on what the fetish is as to whether or not you should tell him. <laughs> yeah, for, for fucking real, the difference between, uh, like, big booby fetish and exactly. blood play, very yes. different answers. Yeah, very different answers. So uh, at the urging of you folks here, I will explain. I have a fetish for weight gain slash feederism. I am 31F. He is 31M. Feederism. What do you know about feederism, Donovan? I th- Okay, well, I thought I heard another term for this somewhere. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so like, kind of like inflation art. And mm-hmm. kind of like vor a little bit too in there, but basically just like force feeding somebody until they get like real big and, and fat is kind of the, the crux of it, right? Absolutely. From Wikipedia. Gainers and feedees are people who enjoy the fantasy or reality of gaining weight themselves. Encouragers and feeders enjoy the fantasy of helping someone else gain weight. Gainer and encourager are common labels among gay men. While both straight men and women, as well as lesbians, as well as lesbian women, often identify as feeder and feedees. Oh, so gainer and encourager are specific to the gay male community, but then feeder and feedee is more common among straight people and lesbians. That's weirdly specific. It makes it seem like most, you know, combos there are like actively feeding, but among gay men, it's just, it's an encourager, just like, come on, bro. Parkin, you can eat this this entire <laughs> second uh, fried turkey. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Fucking spot me while I slam this sub. Uh, <laughs> which is another fetish, slamming a sub. Anyway, uh, some prefer the, uh, the term feedism over feederism because feederism suggests that the feeder is dominant and the feedy is the recipient of another person's wishes, whereas feedism suggests a more equal relationship between the feeder, feeder and feedy. Uh, while gaining and feeding are often considered fetishes, many within the gainer and feederism communities report viewing them as more of a lifestyle identity or sexual orientation. Very interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. So, uh, she wants to feed, like feed or encourage her man in such a way that he gains weight. There's actually another little edit here. Uh, for those uh, who are not aware of the fetish, Radio Free po- Tote Bag just told you. Uh, and then she says she has no interest in gaining weight herself. Her boyfriend is also very into fitness, but also a tiny bit chubby. And it's so hot. <laughs> in all caps. I'll just just talk him into going on a bulk cycle then. Go on that perma bulk like I did the past couple of years where you're just trying to gain all the time. You're not doing any cutting. Interesting. Get him some, get slip him some creatine, you know, in his orange juice. Slip him some uh, milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> just slip someone a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> this water tastes thick. What? <laughs> this is a very thick water. It's extremely sweet. Drink. Drink it now. <laughs> You need to be hydrated. I think you should encourage him to start a slow, steady gorging process combined with asshole horizontology. 
Nice. I see you also graduated from Hollywood Medical School. <laughs> Where's Dankmas? Where is he? We need him right now. Yeah, fucking, fucking bring him back one of these times. We can talk about feederism again. <laughs> I'll do that joke again because it worked so well the first time. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if you tell him or not. Like, what, what was she saying? Does she think she can act this out with him in any way? She can only orgasm when watching videos that pertain to the fetish, right? That's. I mean, I assume that's problematic for your sex life if well, you you can absolutely never come having normal sex. Have to be watching this. That depends like, on how important orgasm during sex is for her right because some people yeah some people don't even need that part like the rest of it's great uh and then they just do the other part by their lonesome like some people just operate like that i'm just making i'm making an assumption here though because i mean that's definitely a thing Uh, but i'm making i think a likely assumption for a lot of people a lot of people like to come with their partner I know I, I do. And so, like, I assume if you were to tell her, hey, if you told your boyfriend this, it would be totally fine. You guys can incorporate that into your sexuality somehow, you know, fantasizing or whatever you want to do. I feel like she'd be on board with that. And the reason she's not telling him, um, you know, it's it seems she's a little a little embarrassed about it. It's hard to come out with things like this when they're kind of on, you know, the extremely fetishy side. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think you bring it up if you're not, you know, super embarrassed about this, if he's pretty open-minded, you know, and again, if, if you, like Arthur said though, you know, if it's not important to you to incorporate this into your, into your sex life with him and like be orgasming when you have sex with him and maybe you don't need to, you know, if the anxiety about this outweighs it, but if that's something you could see yourself wanting you know, and would like to would like to share with him that I think you definitely tell him about it. Maybe okay. bring it up a little bit first and, and see how he how he thinks about it. And then hey, maybe he's fucking into it, too, you know, or at least is willing to you know to act out the, the fantasy with you. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I say you bring it out with him. So he's, uh, you know, I'm told by this question asker that he's very into fitness, but a tiny bit chubby. Maybe he would be very relieved to hear that he could be allowed to let himself go a little bit. Maybe he'd be Ooh. like, maybe he'd be like, fucking seriously? Pasta again? I can have pasta now? <laughs> Holy fuck! It's a whole new world. We're going to Olive Garden tonight. <laughs> there you go. It could be, it could be uh, a victory all around for you guys. Absolutely. Hey, I want to point out something else I found. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look up the difference between feederism and, and inflation, and uh, in my brief little search, I didn't I didn't find it on that. Um, but I did find on sexuality.fandom.com the the fat fetish flag. Oh, and uh, so you know, there's there's flags for like different type of sexuality, etc. Apparently, somebody. Somebody being Kevin in quotation marks, the cosmopolitan Seguin uh, in 2011 created this flag. Huh. It's got uh, a black bar on top and bottom and then three bars through the middle, pink, white and brown, much like 
Neapolitan ice cream with a, uh, with a red heart in the middle. Oh, it's Neapolitan ice cream. And it says the colors are a play on Neapolitan ice cream, each color representing a distinct aspect of the fetish. Huh. How about, how about that? Which, more detail. What's the pink in the, in the vanilla and the chocolate? That's, that's all it's telling me. I don't uh. know. The pink is the, you know, the, the color of organs that digest the food. Uh, you know, the white beige is, is a, a color of a lot of food. And then the brown is what the food looks like when it comes out the other end. <laughs> it tells a story. Yep, and the red in the heart represents the blood in my tumescent penis because I'm and so a, hard for fat people. And a heart attack that you're going to have for yes. feeding yourself ice cream. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I, am, I am a person of size, and I have been chubby chased before. I have had a, a person specifically tell me I am into you because you're a little fucking heavy. I don't exactly know how to feel about it because I don't embrace my body that much. Not super stoked on how big I am. I just lack the willpower and finances and time and capability to, you know, work on it. And also, I enjoy beer a whole bunch. Speaking of, hmm. <laughs> I could I could see that feeling a little uh, a little objectifying. I yeah, think we've talked about this with like. Uh, um, uh, other identities, but like you, you don't want to be seen as a fetish, you know, instead of the person that you are. Right, right. And uh, didn't love it. Not a great encounter. I did definitely go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, one one final note because I've just been I've been scrolling through this page. The bloating process could happen in many different ways. Sure. Here are just a few. <laughs> Eating food, drinking liquid, making an chemical reaction inside the stomach, for example, using Coke and Mentos. Wow. Swallowing air, water enema, pumping in water through the anal, or air pump, pumping in air through the anal. <laughs> how, about, how about that? Don't pump in air through the anal. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't be doing that. Don't do that. That doesn't seem great. I think that's dangerous. RFTB does not endorse the process of pumping in air through the anal. No, no, we do not. Okay, so it does it does look like there's a little bit of overlap with the uh, inflation that we've discussed uh, before. Like maybe these are they're both under the same kind of general umbrella, but then like a food focused one is is feederism, whereas like air would be inflation. Or I think just in in general, if it's a uh, uh, filler agnostic um, inflation, and then it just you know falls under inflation. Like you just care about them getting big. I guess feeder would be specifically you, you like the idea that they're they're getting filled up with food and that they're they're gaining gaining fat. Holy shit! I just searched best food for feederism. I just want <laughs> to read you uh, the first line from this. It's a post entitled "How to Effectively and Nicely Fatten Up," and an older article about the subject. Please do tell. First line, butter is lovely, but unfortunately it contains much of animal fat and cholesterol that is harmful to the arteries. So that tells me that there are people who are into feederism who want to do it in a way that is not specifically detrimental to the body of the person who is being fed. 
that there are like Dish. conscious feeders. <laughs> Healthy feeders. Healthy feeders. I want my partner to stuff himself to the point of bloating with food, but I, I want that food to be broccoli and spinach. <laughs> you would have you to know. eat so much fucking broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, uh, if you ever if you ever meet if you ever meet a uh, feederism a feederist a feeder, you know, or if you're if you're with somebody, you could be the good dad joke to crack. Would be like if you keep, you know, if you keep eating broccoli, you're you're gonna turn into broccoli, uh, Arthur. They're gonna turn into broccoli. They're gonna turn into a broccoli. I have broccoli fetishism. I can't there wait for go. my partner to turn into broccoli. It's a little spinoff of the uh, of the blueberry girl from uh, Willy Wonka. Veruca Salt. Here we go. Everybody knows Veruca Salt. Okay, hold on. I don't want to keep fucking harping on this, but I'm going to. There's a whole Please section do. on the pride flag. Can I read this? Yes, I would love it. Oh. Okay. The fat fetishism flag is a horizontally striped field with five equally spaced stripes uh-huh. from top to bottom. Black pink strawberry and then in 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 another pair of brackets there's like the hexadecimal color code to find oh wow it's very detailed cream french vanilla and then a hexadecimal brown chocolate hexadecimal and black again the colors are playing neapolitan ice cream it's okay aspects of the fetish Created by Kevin Seguin, also known as the Cosmopolitan, as a symbol of the fat fetishism community. Vanilla is represented by the French vanilla colored stripe on the flag. It is the flavor of fat and belly worship. Strawberry is represented by the pink stripe on the flag. It is the flavor of fat role play, and by extension, it is one of the most diverse. Huh. Inflation, bloating, stuffing, padding, and even vor can be represented by this flavor as well as many of the other creative expressions of role play and sensory activities that stimulate certain physiological and psychological states. Oh, this is good. Chocolate is represented by the brown stripe. It is the flavor of weight gain, encouragement, and feederism. And then finally, the black stripes on the top and bottom not only frame the Neapolitan colors, but represent other fetishes that fat fetishists often incorporate including those from BDSM and leather, and many more. The heart symbol ties in not only the meeting of the flag colors, but is respectful of the history of fetish flags dating back to the original leather fetish flag it's got a heart and in it. those that it spawned. In the end, this is all about love and affection. It's true. That's beautiful, man. You, you know, yeah. more, more power to you. <laughs> Go and get it. This Proud is this you. is now a, a pro feederism podcast. Yes, maybe that's been my issue with weight all this time. Maybe I'm both encourager and feedy to myself. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. <laughs> all right, take take us out, Captain. Okay, okay. Out of the frying pan because there's fat filled, in the filled with pan. bacon. Yeah. Yeah, and into the f- f- into the asshole. Straight guy like being fingered? Question mark. So it happened in the heat of the moment. My girlfriend fingered me while giving me a BJ. I never imagined someone doing that to me, 
and wouldn't have allowed it had I not been so much lost in the moment. Mm. I surprisingly liked it and had a very intense orgasm and have been secretly wanting to do it again, but too scared to ask my GF to do it again. Is it weird that I like being fingered? I've never felt any attraction towards guys, so I'm not gay. Has it happened to anyone else? Could I be bisexual and not have realized it? That was posted by Michael W08. Michael W08. My boy, you do not understand. You don't understand yet. Your G-spot's in your butthole. You are a penis haver. Ergo, your G-spot's in your butthole. It does not make you gay to want to put things in your butt or have things put into your butt by other people. Like, it's but this woman did it. Your girlfriend did it. <laughs> also, I just want to zero in on I was so lost in the moment. I was getting a beeger. And I was just so lost in the sauce that I simply could not be like, hey, whoa, whoa. If I, you know what I mean? Like, you're fine. You're fine with it. You know you're fine with it. You just want Reddit to come along and tell you, like, it's okay. It's okay. And Radio Free Tote Bag is here to tell you that it's okay. It it is okay. And it does not make you gay. Uh, But damn, that's like, this just goes into the fucking shame around, around butt play with men. Yep. It is so ingrained in our society, and I think a lot of that comes from homophobia mm-hmm. because it's just um does this you need like confirmation that people aren't gonna think you're gay because uh you know you like getting your butt t- butt touched. I'll tell you what dude, if you're really worried about that, here's what you do um you go down to the the local novelty store mm-hmm. you're gonna look around uh for a kind of silicone object it looks like maybe like a minimalist art Christmas tree. <laughs> You know, it's got the flared base where you put the tree in, and it's got the, the tapered to the point tree shape at the top, right? This is called this is called the uh, a, a no homo device. You get one of those, right? You stick it into your butthole, and it's uh-huh. you doing it. So that's you know that's one hundred percent straight. Don't worry, that's don't right. worry about anything there. It's nothing sexual about it at all. And then you know next time your your girlfriend's trying to. Uh, you know, trying to, to turn you to the, the evil ways of homosexuality by dropping a digit in your bum hole, she's going to find her way impeded um, by the no homo device. So get yourself one of those. It'll keep you safe. My homies stay plugged. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That might have to be the episode title. Hashtag My- stay plugged. My, yeah. Oh, I'm very proud of my homie stay plugged. That was strong. <laughs> well done. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, okay. So you're not gay. You're not even close to gay. You just have like a normal human penis haver body and you got all the plumbing hooked up right and it's good in there. It's real good. Can I just tell you? It's so good in there. Go nestle in that and have it. Have have her beat up your walnut. Get real direct with it. <laughs> yeah, man. Get down get down with the digi drop. Yeah. It's good times. If get her to go good, for two. Get look, her to go for three it, next time. If it feels good, then fucking fucking go for it, man. Don't be don't be so caught up in uh what things are or aren't in terms of sexuality. To quote liberal sweetheart George W. Bush, if it feels good, do it. <laughs> 
What context is that from? Fucking I can't remember. It, Iraq? Nah, I think it was like, so he was saying that there was something wrong with the culture that people were saying, if it feels good, do it. Uh, so people just cropped the president at the time saying, if it feels good, do it. Yeah, there's something wrong with doing things that uh, that feel good, you know, unless those things are, uh, you know, gay bashing or uh, yeah. bombing sovereign nations to take their oil resources or restricting women's rights to abortion. Those all feel great and yep. definitely worth doing. But God forbid you drop a digi or smoke a little rock in your spare time. <laughs> God damn. Uh, R.I.P. Tom Ford. Was it Bob, or was it Bob Ford? One of the Ford, one of the Canadian Ford mayors, the crack smoking mayor. He died a few years ago. Is it Ro- Rob? Rob? It was Ford, Rob. Maybe? It was Rob. There we go. Yes, Rob Ford. Yeah, the crack yeah, smoking mayor died of crack smoking. For a king. Yeah, for Pour sure. Out for a king. He died of smoking the crack. Oh yeah, fucking like heart complications. Oh damn, dude. Yeah, he was a big boy. It was the feederism and also the crack. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna get into feederism, don't don't combine that with rock fetish. Yeah, you can't do conscientious feeding while your fucking heart's pounding out of your chest from all the crack you smoke. <laughs> can't do that. Dropping dropping the big lessons here, pouring them out of the tote bag. I will only refer to W, by the the way, I will only refer to him as liberal sweetheart George W. Bush from now on, since they seem to love him (laughs) so fucking much. Love to fucking rehabilitate him. He's friends with Ellen. He's friends with Ellen. God, that pissed me off so fucking bad. He gave a candy to Michelle Obama. All is forgiven. Oh, Jesus. Soaked in Iraqi blood and just fucking handing out candies and being friends with lesbians and everything's fine. Jesus Christ. Fuck war criminals. Fuck Bush. Don't get don't get won over by that fucking rehabilitation bullshit. True. This has been a brief political interlude and, and a message <laughs> for our sanity. We need to let this out sometimes and, and hopefully for yours uh, so that you don't see things like that on, on TV and be like, that seems fucked up to me, but everybody seems to be OK with it. So I'm just going to. I'm going to try to forget about that. No, it's it's as fucked up as you think it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, okay. guess guess what? What's that? The best sex of my life is gone. Oh, oh no. My BF broke up with me F, a little over a week ago, and I'm mourning the loss of the relationship. But what I'm having the worst time with is facing the fact that I'll never have such amazing sex again in my life. Does this mean I'm a shallow person? I just don't believe another man will treat my body the way he did. No one will ever find me as attractive. No one will ever make me feel as sexy. How do I cope with this? Some people have asked me if it's because of penis size, and I assure you that has nothing to do with anything. The way he made me feel emotionally in regards to our sex. Here I am, absolutely nothing special to look at, and yet he seemed to worship every part of me, collarbone, neck, shoulders, even my kneecaps. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. He made me feel almost like, I don't know, a, a beautiful goddess or something. And I know I will never find that again. I'm not a spring chicken, and I'm not getting any prettier. This is it for me. 
And I'm just having a hard time letting go, heartbreak emoji. That was posted by Alone Again in Leet Speak. <laughs> AL0N3AGA1N. <laughs> oh, so your fucking delivery of that on, on the strangely, like, very widely assorted body parts. Collarbone, neck, shoulders, even my kneecaps. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! I tried to do Mickey Mouse a little bit. <laughs> Okay, fuck. Hey, breakups suck. It, it's yeah. definitely going to make you feel like shit. It's going to feel like you can never replace it, you know? But I'll tell you what, you can have such amazing sex again, you mm-hmm. know? Somebody will treat your body the way he did, you know? I'll, I'll do it. If That's you're right. Cute. If not, we'll Radio free- somewhere, someone else. RadioFreeToeBag at gmail.com. Hit us up. <laughs> slide slide on in. You can date, uh, you can date the whole podcast. Crew. Absolutely. You want to be in a polycule with this question asker from Reddit? <laughs> and, and eight billion of her other closest friends. That's right. That's We're right. All, you're correct. You're right. We're all, we all are already in a polycule. You're right. There we go. That's a callback. So feel 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 good about that. I don't know. How do you cope with this? This is it's just kind of this is standard breakup shit. Yep. Part of this is just keep fucking remind yourself that, that this that this is not this isn't true. You know, there's yep. 8 billion people out there, mm-hmm. something like 4 billion, you know, men out there. Really? Do you think this, this person you happen to be in proximity to, they were the, they're the best it's ever going to get. You found that one person. I just, I don't, I don't think that makes sense statistically. Just kind of go after this in a little bit of a rational way and, and don't keep like just letting yourself spiral about the fact that this guy is gone. You know, I appreciate the fact like if somebody did treat you like this, you know, and you seem like you're a little uncomfortable with your body or lack a little bit of confidence. But but just like realize you dated somebody for a while and they treated you like that. You know, so there's there's at least one person out there who, who feels like that about you. You can find other people who feel like that about you. Yeah. I had that. Uh, my therapist posed that question to me. I was, you know, fresh out of a breakup and I was worried about my ability to ever find love again. And she goes, how old are you? I'm like 30. And so I was 30 at the time. She goes, how many times have you been in love? And I'm like, maybe like five or six. She goes, how old do you think you're going to live to be? And I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe like 75. She's like, okay, so you have twice as much time left as you've already had more than that. Don't you think the odds are good you're going to find that again somewhere along the way? I was like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Plenty of time. And you're going to be easy on on the fucking home stretch there because old people are horny as fucks. As long as you can make it that long. You can definitely you can definitely find yourself a a fellow geezer to to bang several out with. You could go catch crabs in the nursing home. It's so common. They're combing lights out of old people's pubes all day at the nursing home. <laughs> uh, what a wonderful fucking career that would be. Oh, man. Get, get a, get a, get, go get your nursing degree and then end up fucking combing lights out of old people's pubes. There you go. And those damn old day. fucking crusty people with fucking crabs running around in their, in their pubes, they're fucking getting their fuck on. Yeah. They got people who find them attractive. You're you're gonna be good. 
Somebody's going to worship that collarbone, I guarantee it. It's going to come around again. Right. We should we should also come back to our, our standard advice for these things, too, and I think just a good way to handle breakups is uh, you, you seem like you're down on yourself a bit. You seem like you don't have a whole lot of self-confidence. Part of that is just that can be shattered coming out of a breakup. I understand that. But I think it can always it always helps to just do some something like self-improvement type work, pick up meditation, try to start going to the gym, you know, buy some new clothes, find like a, a new style or something that you like. I just find that anything, because what you have control over here is yourself. Yep. You know, if you can do things that improve yourself or how you feel about yourself, I think that's kind of your best, your best thing here. Cause you don't, you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to go find somebody for validation and just be floating around, you know, in, in, in a fugue of kind of self-loathing until then. You want to figure that out on your own, and then you're set no matter what. Yep. You're gonna, He's out there, but you don't even fucking need him. Get good with yourself. Uh, date yourself for a while. You ever done that? Like, you, uh, you can't get a date, you can't get anything going romantically, so you take yourself out of somewhere nice? Do something oh, yeah. nice for yourself. Yeah. It's a good thing to do. I think everybody should do that, regardless of whether you're in a relationship. Take care of your damn self. Light some candles. Fire up Radio Free Tote Bag. Grip the Hitachi tight. <laughs> but not too tight, because you don't want to lose all the feeling in your fingers. <laughs> True ass. <laughs> oh, boy. Donovan. Oh, it is, up? it has been a joy to spend this time with you. Been a it has time with our listeners and uh, I want to let them know and you know I don't it's this is you know I don't want to spring this on you but our intro song is the song hanging on by the band Nowhere. you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows who you can find at instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify look them up three words it's the Hayfellows the Hayfellows Folks, it's been really good having you with us. And it's been really good having folks review us on iTunes. Loving it. Big moves. Uh, Give us five stars and we'll give you five pictures of a Sharpie in my pooper. (laughs) No, that's not enough. That's 20 bucks to the Patreon, Sharpie and the pooper. I guarantee it. We have have an offer out there, Arthur. Are you going to come through on it or are we going to get that 20 bucks? I'm going to need that 20 bucks. You know, you don't... You don't get, you know, you come up to the counter at unnamed retail establishment. You don't get the diamond ring until you swipe the card. <laughs> That's how that works. I'm going to need that filthy lucre. I like I like the idea that, like, in this scenario, like, I'm the counter worker. <laughs> I'm, I'm facilitating the transaction yes! of, of one of our listeners, and the product is... Your butthole. You definitely are. You you are you are my butthole clerk. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, oh. A dream career fulfilled. That's runner up for episode title. That's good. All right, folks. Thanks for stopping by. Stropping by. I'm a little drunk. Sorry. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. I like the idea too for like an encourager that that like you know there's dot professional doms 
right? Maybe there's like professional encouragers and they just dress up in like a cheerleader outfit with like a decal of like a chicken leg. <laughs> and they start throwing down cheers, getting people to fatten themselves up. How does that sound? Rah, rah, eat that slop. <laughs> Love it. 